0: And welcome to Horror Struck, a horror commentary podcast. My name is Cecilia Tolbert, and I am joined by my bestest friend.
1: That's me. I am Riley Ott.
0: Hi, Riley. How are you doing?
1: Hi, Cecilia. I am doing great. How are you?
0: <laughs> you could definitely tell this is our first podcast. Uh... our
1: radio cast <laughs> voices. <laughs>
0: Yes, our soothing, uh, as people have told me, like my uh, customer service voice is very airplane attendant.
1: Oh, that is what I feel like I'm talking like right now.
0: Like you're trying to calm someone down.
1: Yeah, like I'm treating you like a customer at work. I should talk to you like my friend instead.
0: (laughs) So, essentially, uh, the aim of this podcast is to watch and consume many different types of medias of horror. So everything from movies to television to books. And the reason that Riley and I decided to start this podcast is because I love horror.
1: I am on the opposite end of that. I am NOT a fan. I have a very hard time watching consuming any type of horror. We're doing this podcast because I am a big baby. And from the time that we have been friends, you have been the exact opposite. You have watched the exorcist for fun multiple times. And I cannot wrap my head around that.
0: Yeah, we're very different. I feel like Riley and I, we get along and we relate and have so many things in common that we really do like, and that we can just blather on about for like hours. But horror is not one of those things. I watch horror for fun.
1: Because we are affected by it in two very different ways. that is
0: definitely a better way to put it than than what I did. I think the thing is that horror can and does scare me, but it's easier for me to shake it off.
1: Okay, for the past 20-some years that I have known you, I actually have considered you the, like, bravest person that i know because i don't feel like you feel fear
0: i'm just very good at hiding it
1: that's always been very interesting to me because i thought you just were some sort of like invincible person
0: no no i i realized too like if if something like really if i'm in a group and something freaks us all out like i'm the one person that's like i gotta take control and calm everybody down
1: That has definitely been your role since the time I have known you. I am the person cowering in the corner needing you to take control and fix the situation.
0: I remember when I worked at a movie theater, a bunch of employees and I stayed after we shut the theater down to watch Sinister. And I had convinced uh, one of the employees to sit and watch it who was absolutely terrified of horror. So the whole movie, I was sitting next to her and just trying to make her laugh about it because I was so proud of her for actually sitting and watching the movie. And I think because I was making fun of it, that movie does not scare me at all. I I actually think it's kind of funny. And it's not really a funny movie. My my perception is just colored. No,
1: it's sinister to the one about like snuff
0: films. <laughs> yes.
1: That's terrifying. See, that's why I don't. Your brain works in such a bizarre way.
0: The twist in that movie, we should add it to our consumption list because the twist in that movie is so hit you in the face that I think that also took me out of it. I've seen the second
1: oh, one. I think I saw it with you. One. It was Bad. it's terrible, terrible, which is why I was not afraid of it. Like everything you could tell was a much lower budget than even the. Sinister, I don't know what his name is, monster guy basically looked like Chris Angel with like a wrinkled face.
0: He always looked like a sad, like, railroad clown to me.
1: Oh, that sounds terrifying.
0: I guess our motivation to doing this podcast was I know that Riley enjoys at least the social commentary horror.
1: I enjoy good films. I started subjecting myself to horror films because I wanted to see all of the best movies that came out last year and a couple of those were definitely in the horror genre
0: i feel like i can slowly ratchet you up to the scary movies ratchet's not that's not, that's not a good word that's quick right i can slowly build you up to the scarier movies by starting with some more mild movies there are also many bad movies.
1: That is another reason I have avoided it is because up until what I have noticed recently there has been a huge resurgence of good horror films lately, but in like the 2010s it just all looked like trash, it looked like nothing but jump scares and very weak not well thought out plots.
0: Yeah, I don't mind a jump scare, but when the whole movie is jump scares and there's no real build... Like, you can't build tension for five seconds and then jump scare. That's, that seems lazy. But there are some movies, I think, that are campy who use jump scares really well. It's just how you use them.
1: Fair, which I assume I will learn about.
0: Yeah, you just have to build it up properly... Jump scares are supposed to be a release of tension, so you spend some time in the state of tension, and it's just a release, and that's what makes them fun.
1: I don't have that feeling of fun when they happen, because I am very anxious.
0: But Riley and I both really enjoy B-movies, so I think there are some really fun B-horror movies that, can, that we can watch, like Chopping Mall.
1: I have heard of that in my research i thought that was one of the funniest titles of a movie that i have ever seen did not look farther than that so i have no idea what it's about is the mall going to eat them
0: it's one of those movies that has been on my list for a really long time but i've never watched it because for me it's hard to watch a b movie by myself because i don't think it's as fun as when you watch it in a group and my boyfriend hates bad you know so bad it's good movies so i can't really watch them with him
1: okay that's fantastic actually so we're gonna get to watch that one
0: yeah that my goal is that that will be kind of toward the beginning of our watches is that we'll watch that together and i think for the most part i mean it can be something we decide depending on um what we kind of pick for the week to watch but we can watch them some things together and some things separate just depending on you know normal life things like schedule and like what kind of movie it is so if I give you if I decide we're going to do an especially scary movie for the week or scarier uh, we can watch it together to make it easier for you to consume it
1: good. I thought you were going to say the opposite. I got very nervous. Like, I cannot watch this alone.
0: Well, my goal is to make you like them. So I feel like if I just assign you really, really scary or assign us like really, really scary movies off the bat, you're not going to have a good time.
1: We're going to have one episode if that's what happens.
0: As opposed to if we kind of slowly build up, you're more likely to appreciate the scarier movies.
1: I think what you are trying to do is basically give me some sort of exposure therapy to this entire genre. If I start with watching something like a Troll 2 or a, ch- what is it, chop- Chopping Mall?
0: Wait, you've seen Troll 2, right? Of course. I got really confused. I was like, how if
1: we never watched Troll 2 together? I think we've watched it a couple times. Yeah, if we start with like, shitty B-movies and then go into, like, maybe a Wes Craven and then to slightly scarier and scarier things by the week, I think just the exposure to it might have some sort of, like, dulling effect on what I'm actually finding scary. Because I don't find shitty B-movie scary at all, but we can't jump from that straight into, like, hereditary or something very upsetting and unsettling like that
0: think there are some very classic horror films not just like ones from like the 30s and the 40s and the 50s but things like Jaws.
1: Which I would love to see, too, because I haven't even had any exposure to those.
0: Yeah, and a lot of those films really did affect film history. Obviously, Psycho is the big one. I know it's like stereotypical Alfred Hitchcock one, but it's definitely a must-watch horror film. And we can watch some of his other things, too. Like, Vertigo is really good. I really like Rear Window.
1: I think maybe I've seen Birds and that's it. And I think it's because we watched it in school.
0: Yeah, because we read it's based on, I believe, a short story?
1: Daphne du Maurier. Yeah. No, I do know that. Yeah, I know stuff about horror. I'm already an expert.
0: I think there are some classic horror films. Like, Jaws is really terrifying. I don't think it's it might be
1: afterwards
0: mind-numbingly terrifying like something like hereditary is or like the exorcist or like for me the ring was the ring scared the shit out of me when i saw it in theaters you really
1: liked it though didn't you
0: oh yeah it's great it's a really good story i don't know if i'm being blasphemous by saying this but i've seen both the japanese version and the american version and i just I, they're both good, but I personally prefer the American version. Really? It reminds me a lot of Hereditary, where my movie theater experience, I think, really influenced my love for those movies, because I had such, such a visceral experience at both. Like, I saw The Ring with my parents in a crowded theater when the Dollar Theater was still around, and so there's like a bunch of teenagers just screaming at the screen.
1: You were very young when you saw The Ring then, because that theater has not been here in years. Middle school. Middle school?
0: My dad, he loves horror. I mean, we were pretty much raised on it. The only thing we weren't allowed to see was nudity. So if we were watching anything that he hadn't seen before, and he knew it was coming up, or like he could sense it was coming up, he would tell us, you know, close your eyes, put the blanket over your head, and then he would tell us when to take it off. Yeah, so he took us to scary movies all the time. He accidentally took us to Scary Movie. Oh no. Because he thought it was going to be a horror movie. We saw it at the (laughs) drive-in. That was how I first learned about breast implants.
1: Maybe that was good. It was a learning experience for everyone.
0: I had to ask the sisters, the older sisters, what it was because I was so confused. I didn't know what it was. He ended up making me turn around and watching the other movie. because. The drive-in where we went has two screens, and you just have to tune the radio. So feasibly, if you don't like what movie you're watching, you could turn around and retune the radio and watch the other one.
1: Yeah, I think you and I have been there. I saw a horror movie there with you. We saw uh, World War Z.
0: Oh, I don't know if World War Z is...
1: Don't think it counts. And also, I think we both fell asleep.
0: I mean, it might technically count as a horror movie, But it's not very scary, and it's not very good.
1: It wasn't very good.
0: I haven't read the book, but I've heard the book is very good. And it's also, like, I think an anthology. So it's, like, different stories.
1: Oh, that sounds fun. I had no idea that was a book.
0: But what what kind of things scared you when you were little? And I know you were especially scarred by it, because you are deathly afraid of clowns.
1: Yes, that's actually where that fear stems from. I had... No problem with clowns before that. Actually, my half-sister's grandma is a clown. Her name is Lala. She, not her real name, that is her clown name. <laughs> but, uh, she's a lovely woman. Never had any problems with her up until I was tricked into seeing the Stephen King It miniseries with Tim Curry. I think, oh God, I was probably eight, eight or nine. And I was told by my mom's boyfriend at the time, he told me to sit down that he was watching a Christmas movie. So I sat down and started watching this with him unknowingly scene where Pennywise is like inside a grave, digging a grave or something, and just ran out of the room screaming.
0: Oh, geez. See now, I haven't told you this. Okay. But I would really like us. A- To watch that miniseries together.
1: I was afraid you were going to say this.
0: Well, the thing is, I think it will still scare you. Just because I feel like a lot of the things that scare you when you're little still will like deep down scare you. Like the movie Arachnophobia.
1: Oh, are you afraid of that
0: still? I have, for the most part, been able to deal with my fear of spiders. Like, they do not scare me as viscerally as they used to be, like, ju- like jump out of a car window scary.
1: I remember you clinging to a car door because there was a spider on the opposite side of the car. Yeah,
0: fucking terrifying. Spiders are, like, they're cool. Like, I can respect they're cool, but, like, they scare the shit out of me.
1: You like tarantulas.
0: There was a phase in my life, and I don't know if I would be okay with one now. But in sixth grade camp, they gave us the option of having a to like walk over our hands, and like it was really cool, and I would do it again. But I, I, think if I, if I saw it ahead of time, I would be fine. But if I were to turn okay. around and it be on my desk, uh-uh, I would be, I'd be gone.
1: Definitely makes sense. It's more the shock factor, but you're still afraid of the um, technophobia movie.
0: Arachnophobia is one of the movies I want to watch.
1: I think I'd be fine with because I'm not that scared of spiders.
0: I'm pretty sure that movie is how I became afraid of spiders.
1: Okay, like my clown experience.
0: I remember watching the trailer in college with roommate rachel because just because we were like did you ever watch this movie and i was like i don't know and we watched the trailer and it's we'd through the whole thing and then it looked super familiar so i'm wondering if i had seen that when i was young and that was why it was because i think i was the only one in my house that was that petrified of spiders
1: i believe that when also your mom grew up on a farm so i just feel like nothing animal insect wise phases her
0: Snakes? She doesn't like snakes. I don't know why. Oh. She and Michael, they're both like Indiana Jones. They just hate snakes.
1: That's, I guess, a good thing to have in common. Snakes are dangerous.
0: Yeah, I would say the only other thing I can think of from like childhood that specific, that at least like movie wise, scared me. So Stephen King really hates Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining. And so he decided in the 90s that he was going to make a more book accurate version of The Shining. I remember seeing that when I was very young. And there's that, I don't know if you've ever seen the miniseries, but it kind of has to in the in Stanley Kubrick's version. But there's that dead, corpsey old lady in the tub.
1: I've seen reviews of it.
0: There's a scene in the miniseries where she's like behind a shower curtain, and it scared scared the shit out of me.
1: Yes, I closed my eyes through that entire part. I have no idea what she looks like.
0: And like even now, if it's dark and late at night, if I go into a bathroom that has a shower curtain closed, I'm just like I'm just gonna go ahead and open this. No,
1: I feel the exact same way, and I didn't even look to see what was behind the shower curtain in that movie. So I think you're very brave for been opening your eyes during that scene.
0: I love The Shining. It's a great, it's a great movie. The miniseries is it's alright. It's it's a little more book accurate. The book's pretty good. And Doctor Sleep was fantastic. So lots of good things.
1: I have heard that. I would like to watch Doctor Sleep. I have seen The Shining.
0: So so what you're saying is we need a double feature. We need to to watch The Shining and then watch Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep is more of like a horror thriller than I would say a straight-up horror
1: movie? That I can do, but I almost feel like I would more nervous to watch that because I don't know when I need to be anticipating something scary. Because my thing is i do not like visual horror at all i do not like things that look like subhuman i don't like demons or possession type movies anything like that is very upsetting to me
0: how do you feel about dolls coming to life not
1: a huge fan i can do it like annabelle isn't that upsetting to me but for some reason chucky is and though i think that's like a comedy isn't it
0: the first Chucky is more along the lines of a straight horror film. There's something that happened, like the Chucky series does it, the Freddy Krueger series, and I am Elm Street movies do it, and the uh, Bride of the Thirteenth movies, where they kind of start very, like, horror-oriented, and then as they go on... They become a lot more, like, comedic and, like, weird. Because the story becomes less about your protagonist and more about the villain. And so people who go to see a Friday the 13th movie, or let's say a Nightmare on Elm Street, aren't going to expect Nancy to be in every movie. But they're, because what they're looking forward to is they're looking forward to Freddy.
1: Okay. And there are tons of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies at this point, right?
0: I think there are... I know for sure there's five. Let me look it up actually. And then they did they did the remake because I think New Nightmare is five, right? Wait,
1: they remade the original Nightmare on Elm Street. So is it the same concept?
0: I actually did not see it. I heard it was okay, but they looked like they did a lot more like CG effects, and I really like the the practical effects. Yeah,
1: I did just hear um, on a podcast the a woman who worked on I think it was the third film had a lot of fun stories about how they made a lot of the practical effects and about how shitty it looked trying to engineer that stuff and when they like transferred it to film it looked normal but it, that's why she wasn't afraid of it was because of how dumb it looked trying to make it
0: uh yeah okay so there are actually seven in the original series and I think there's only I think they only did one for the remake but it's it's like a remake of the first movie it's funny because your your antagonist kind of like slowly becomes your your protagonist because you don't really care about the teenagers he's killing you're like I just want to see Freddie make funny puns and kill teenagers
1: oh no that sounds horrible I I feel like a lot of my problem with horror is because I feel so empathetic towards the people who keep getting murdered
0: some movies just gonna become more campy as they go
1: i guess that's fine i guess i just want to just watch dexter i want evil serial killers to only murder <laughs> horrible people so that i don't feel as bad about it
0: yeah but isn't it weird that dexter like never has to he's just as bad as the people he's killing but yet he faces like no sort of justice like i think that show would have been really poignant if he had been caught at the end
1: and... well he has to go live as a lumberjack that's punishment
0: I didn't see the last season. I was kinda over it once uh spoilers uh once Rita dies, so I kinda stopped after that.
1: Didn't watch very many episodes, but I did see that one and I love Julie Benz, so watching just that made me so sad. I would like to circle back who does scare you because I have assumed that it was just nothing, but I know you're afraid of spiders, and apparently of the ring. What else scares you just in general?
0: Yeah, spiders. Spiders are scary. Uh, failure. It's reasonable. I'm trying to think of like what kind of horror movies scare me the most. I guess it's I guess like supernatural movies. In theory, I could stop Michael Myers because in the first movie, he's just a like a crazy escaped convict. Well, he's not a convict. He's a mental patient, but
1: he looks like he's moving very slowly. Like you could definitely have a chance against him in the first film.
0: A lot of like. Ghosts and demon stuff like as much as I enjoy to consume them like if that were to happen to me in real life I'm like you can't punch a ghost in the face what do you do
1: do you think that that stems from the fact that when we were in middle school we were constantly playing with Ouija boards and like messing with stuff like that
0: you know what's funny is like as much as we did that in middle school because uh my sister Michelle's friend was quote-unquote Wiccan but that never scared me like I I don't think I ever thought like we were opening a portal and also I don't think that we were ever actually talking to anything I think Michelle and Jessica were messing with us
1: Oh, absolutely. I think at the time, I thought that it was real. And it took until years later when Michelle had basically told us it was all a lie that I did believe it. But I find it very ironic that you and I are both very afraid of the demonic type movies, but we did that for so long.
0: It's very strange because i don't know if i believe in things like mediums but if i were to ever use a ouija board again i like i wouldn't want to use it i would want to be with a big group of people so that i am not the only target but i would probably do it again i don't know if i actually believe it
1: i don't think that i believe it think i'm in the same boat as you where i would be hesitant to ever mess with it again, but as, like, a precaution. Like, just in case this is real and I'm wrong, which is possible, I would not want to bring that sort of thing into my life.
0: Yeah, like Bloody Mary.
1: Like how I sometimes get nervous if I say Beetlejuice too many times. I'm like, Wait, he's that'd be a good time, it's fine.
0: Although, Tim Burton, although I wouldn't say he is horror, he is very gothic.
1: I think there are some films that he's done that might qualify. Like, Sleepy Hollow looked pretty frightening.
0: I would I would probably consider that, like like, horror. Like, it didn't scare me, but I would probably put it in the vein of horror.
1: That's what I kind of like about the horror genre, is that everything is so subjective. Like, I was very afraid of the Disney Snow White movie. So in my head, I could qualify that as a horror film.
0: The witch herself is pretty terrifying.
1: She's terrifying. I had a huge problem with her, but I also had a problem with animation style, and I looked into this years later. They, I guess, had uh, them do the live-action takes and then drew the animation over it. So I think it was just the fact that it looked so human, but was not, yeah, it was like Uncanny Valley type of animation style, and it just upset me a lot.
0: I remember knowing someone who really didn't like Claymation. It was just something about the claymation itself that like really like upset them, and they are like, I can't watch any claymation.
1: What is your goal for doing the podcast?
0: Uh, spend more time with my best friend.
1: Oh, that's so sweet. That's not what I thought you were going to say.
0: A- and to watch more horror, because we are going to watch a lot of stuff that I've already seen, but I want to also watch stuff that has either been on my list or things that I just have never really thought to watch.
1: So, like, just an opportunity.
0: Yeah, because there are things like, um like, I really want us to watch Nosferatu, because it's been on my list forever to watch. But there is something, like, nowadays, like, sitting down for, like, like an hour and a half and watching a silent film that is... I, I, I like to do things while I'm watching movies and stuff, so that's gonna be a challenge because I'm gonna have to sit with my notebook so I can take notes.
1: Okay that and same concept as like with a foreign film. I can't sit there and stare at my phone if something scary is happening. I need to be able to know what's going on.
0: Oh, exactly. Um, like I really want to watch Dark on Netflix. It's
1: fantastic. You should It's one of the best shows I've ever seen. You should start it right now.
0: but it's in German and I refuse to watch the dubbed version.
1: That's not anything I would consider horror either though.
0: It just looks really good. It looks very like atmosp- atmospheric, which I th- think it will be interesting.
1: I have not watched the last season yet, but I've heard that it's a masterpiece. And the first two are phenomenal. I'm
0: trying to think if there's any any like straight horror shows that I watch besides like maybe American horror story in like Twilight Zone.
1: And I watched the first season of The Castle Rock. Oh,
0: yeah, I've heard Castle Rock is really good. And I do like Stephen King.
1: I didn't realize that I liked him up until I watched that, because I haven't seen or read any of his stuff. I've seen The Shining.
0: As much as Stephen King doesn't like Stanley Kubrick's version, and I, I can see why he doesn't like it as someone who wrote and created something... And Stanley Kubrick did not take the main message uh, from his book into into that movie. But the movie is great.
1: Oh, okay. I guess we'll find out what the main message of the book is if we decide to read some Stephen King.
0: I have read slash listened to the audiobook for The Shining. And it's pretty good. And I have read Carrie. Actually, I've read some Stephen King, but I haven't read a lot. I have The Dark Tower sitting on my on like my night chair because I, I am too poor to get an actual like nightstand, so I just have a chair sitting next to my bed.
1: Oh, no. What's your address? I'll I'll send you one.
0: It's like a not necessary piece of furniture, though.
1: I don't know. I have a lot of random on mine. I suggest going to Target. That's where I got mine, and it's very nice.
0: It's just one of those like adult furniture pieces like having it will make me feel like an adult.
1: I think it, it would really- it'll bring a room together. Is your bedroom just a bed?
0: Uh, I need a rug. A rug will really bring the room together. Ooh, I agree. Like, bedroom is just for reading and sleeping, because we I used to have a TV in my room, and it's really helped me, like, sleep better.
1: Okay. It sounds like it looks like a prison cell, but I'm glad it's helping you.
0: It's nice, it's relaxing, but that's a real big bedroom sidetrack. So I want to be your best friend, which is why I want you to watch horror with me.
1: I think we might have a falling out.
0: I don't know. It's been how long have we been friends for?
1: So that's your goal—is you want to be my best friend? What have we been doing for the past twenty years?
0: Yeah, sorry, I just couldn't uh, couldn't tell you that we've just been regular friends. Wow, that feels so harsh. It's not true, obviously.
1: No, oh, I know. So after you make me watch uh, the It miniseries, but it was fun while it lasted.
0: I think the thing about It is that I think it will still scare you, but I think with how campy the rest of it is, it's going like, to even out for you. Because the rest of it, like Tim Curry is great. He is just like full on in his character. The rest of the series, it's not good in, in the way it ends. Is, is like how almost every Stephen King movie ends terribly. <laughs> it makes no sense. Have you seen it? Do you know how it ends?
1: I think, isn't there something to do with a giant spider that's been projecting <laughs> this image of a clown the whole time and he's not even real?
0: <laughs> yeah, spoilers. It's like a big spider and they kill it with like a piece of silver or something. It's with a slingshot. It's very silly. And then the book has that really weird orgy scene. And I haven't read the book. I'm sorry.
1: It has a what? a big orgy scene? I thought this book was about children.
0: Yeah, I think that's one of those things that... I've never read it. I've I've heard about the scene, and I've seen, like, some channels on YouTube have people read it. But I think it's okay. one of those things that Stephen King's like, yeah, I shouldn't have put that in the book. They, like, kill it, and then they're all... Or they think they kill it, and they're all, like, stuck in the sewer and they can't get out, and so they decide to find their way out. They have to all be, like, connected to each other. And I'm saying this as someone who has not read the book, so I could be wrong. I hope you're wrong. that is is just like, everybody have sex with me, and then we'll be connected. And they do. Okay. And then, they, then they get out of the sewer because having sex with somebody, it's, it's like installing a compass into your brain. You could just find your way out of anything.
1: I have not had that experience in my day-to-day life, but, you know, I trust Stephen King as much as one can.
0: So every week, uh, we're going to do kind of like a homework assignment. We're going to call it our weekly consumption. And essentially it's going to be whatever we're going to consume... Um, the week following up to the next podcast, and then we're going to discuss. So this week we're going to do a movie, and it's a movie that we've both seen and we both really love. It's a very like nice step into the world of horror, and it has a lot of horror elements without, in my opinion, being like frightening, and that is Cabin in the Woods.
1: Very self-referential to the horror genre. It talks about or shows the tropes of what characters typically are and what the plot typically follows in generic horror films, but does it with some sort of edge to make it much more, I guess, fresh.
0: Cabin in the Woods does a really good job of, yeah, like you said, it it introduces a lot of horror tropes, especially it's like slasher movie tropes, and kind of subverts it. So it's very interesting, it's very funny. Um, It used to actually be my first date movie, but I will talk about that on the next episode and yeah i think that's that's it is there anything else you want to say about anything we've talked about or cabin in the woods
1: no i don't think so i'm very excited to go back and revisit this movie because it's been probably five years and i think it'll be a really good introduction to what we're doing
0: a nice little toe dip into the world of horror
1: yeah something i already know i will not be afraid of Right now, we are only on Twitter. We are at HorrorStruckPod. If anyone wants to go ahead and follow that. I think we are going to end this here. Once again, we will be watching Cabin in the Woods next week. If you guys want to stay tuned for that, stay spooky. Bye!